Warning, Spinning on Two Wheels contains language, themes, and references that are inappropriate for the ears of children, sensitive grandparents, and public forums. Headphone use is recommended. Hey y'all, I'm Peggy, the kick-ass knitter. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm yarned, a little dangerous, and definitely bad to the bone. Grab your knitting and throw open the throttle. It's time to kickstart this episode of Spinning on Two Wheels. Hey, y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my new listeners out there. Hello, hello, welcome. Hey. And a welcome, welcome back to all my lovely returning listeners. Thank you all for sticking with me in that unplanned, brief off-roading, hiatus-y thing. I'll get to that in a minute. But first, hey, y'all. This is episode 49, vacation edition. Asterisk, maybe an asterisk. Vacation edition of Spinning on Two Wheels. And today's episode is being recorded on Thursday, July 20th, 2023, and will include Life on the Road, Open Throttle, Stalled, and a side trip through the scenic route, and possibly some off-roading. So punch into gear and let's roll on. Everyone knows that life can make for a bumpy ride. When it gets tough or impacts the show, I want to let you know. So, whether it's a detour, rest stop, or unplanned off-roading, let's have a little chat about life on the road. Wow, I, I really wanted to make this episode earlier because first things first, I'd like to say that I hope everyone had a chance to celebrate Pride Month, LGBTQ, queer Pride Month. I understand that July is Disability Pride Month, so celebrate that too. Um, And yeah, I'd just like to thank everyone who reached out to wish me happy Pride or share their Pride stories and their rainbow-themed projects. And once again, a huge thank you to Marta Schmarta for letting me use her design as part of my own coming out here on the show. That said... We're, we're here. This is actually a health-related update. I've made a couple of posts on the show's Instagram mentioning health things, TM, that are ongoing. But I've spoken very openly on the show about health-related things, lowercase h, lowercase t, but usually my health things, capital H, capital T, trademark, copyright etc, etc. Um, they don't actually a- affect or impact my ability to knit too much. However, my back spasmed last week as of this recording. It's done that before. It is a known thing. But it means that I'm not able to physically move or be upright for any amount of time without blinding pain. And that definitely has a negative impact on my ability to knit. Like I said, it's not the first time my spine has decided to openly rebel 
It's been going on to some degree or other since I was in high school. Don't do that math. Uh, This time, I was thankfully able to manage it pretty well with over-the-counter pain relief and a lot of rest. A lot of rest. And by day two, I could hold my arms in such a way that let me knit for small periods of time. Day one, not so much. So some knitting has happened. But typing was right out, and standing in front of a microphone was a fucking pipe dream. I still don't think I'm going to be able to get this episode recorded in one take. I'm going to try. Spoilers. I failed. I'm only standing up in front of the microphone because it was actually more bother for me to try to set up uh, a microphone and recording where I'm somehow laying down in a contraption, chair, bed, or couch or something that doesn't make a lot of noise if I shift my weight. That doesn't exist, so here we are. So that's that's why I wasn't around, uh, and I haven't really been super active. It's just been really tough. Um, holding my arms, like, in the air above me gets tiring after a while. So, so I just, I, I didn't. I took the rest that I needed to take. I'm doing a lot better a lot better. But that is that is a health thing. Capital H, capital T. Trademarked. Kick-Ass Knitter, 2023. Anyway. Hey y'all, breaking in real quick to explain what the fuck you're about to hear. As I, Editor Peggy, from the future of this recording, but your past, alluded to earlier, I did not succeed in recording all of episode 49 in one take. And what I missed recording the first time were the adventures that I had while on actual vacation. And since yarn stores and knitting, some featured in that, I felt it only fair to talk about on the show. I originally intended to partially record this episode whilst on vacation? That didn't happen. So, that's that's what's coming up. Apparently, I don't have, like, a specific segment for yarny trips outside of my local area. I should get on that. Hey, y'all. If my voice sounds different, it's because I'm recording the following in the future. do 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 Hold on. I can do better. In the future! Yes, once again, future Peggy is coming to you from your past. Uh, Today is Friday, July 21st, 2023. And I'm recording in my yarn room. Uh, So if the background noise is a little different, that's why. Because, um... I, I overdid it a little bit yesterday, and my back doesn't want me to stand up today for long. So uh, I have the yarn from the 
Asheville vacation-y trip thing with Mr. Kickass and the lady friend. And um, I want to I wanna share some of that with you. So uh, let's get into it. Now, I would be doing this blind, but um, I mean, I already picked the things out. So our first stop was a place called uh, Earthworks in downtown Asheville. And so they had just about everything you could think of for not only like your fiber art pursuits, but all of your, uh, all of the fabric-y artistic pursuits. They had a lot of um, looms. So seeing some of those, checking those out, pricing some was pretty awesome. My God, looms are expensive. Worth it, but expensive. So because they specialized in that, I I picked up some warp thread, uh, rayon about 300, uh, I'm sorry, 3,200 yards. This feels about a pound or 16 ounces, so no metric measurements. But I got um, some of that in white. It is a 8-2 uh, weaving warp thread for some nice, thin, thinner weaving projects. I want to say it was recommended as part of like a dish towel kit. And I believe with that also was a single skein of Manos del Uruguay uh, Marina, which is a super wash wool. Marina yarn base is uh, about 800 meters, uh, 100 grams per skein. It's a, it's a light fingering skein. The color I got is called Juliet, and it's a lovely tonal um, red, almost peachy red. Um, because I love red and I'm looking forward to making, I, I want to say it was the dish, the woven dishcloth kit that sold me on that. And then I also picked up, oh gosh, another kit uh, with another warp thread for, called Dragon Tail Yarn, which is their Earth Guild's I hope I wasn't calling it Earthworks earlier. It is Earth Guild. Dragon Tail Yarn is their store brand, if you will. It's their local made yarns. This warp thread is also in an 8-2 rayon. It is an 8-ounce cone with 1,600 yards per cone. Is there a color? Yes, the color is called Winter Wood. It's all your cool colors. There's a little bit of brown and tan light gray, and then just blue, 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 every shade of blue you could ever think. Maybe I got that one to go with the dish towel. And then another skein of Manos del Uruguay. This is the Allegra. Allegria? Allegria? Look, I am in a lot of pain right now. I don't know how words work. Um, but this base is a 75% merino superwash yarn, 25% polyamide. So we're talking sock yarn, people. 405 meters, 100 gram skein. And this is the colorway swim. 
it's once again just those cool colors. It ranges from light to deep saturated jewel tones and greens and blues, purples, or some violets, some indigo in there. It's really lovely. Okay, this one's in the back. This one is the tea towel kit. Oh my god. I knew there was a tea towel kit in here. I'm like, why is the tea towel kit separate? It's not. It's in its own little bag. I just can't do shit today. Yep, this is a pre-assembled kit. Uh, retailed for $25. They uh, suggest a 12 EPI for your weaving. 36 threads wide, 8 feet long. So it requires one cone of 4-2 dragon tail cotton, which I got in the red, like red red, like royal red, rich red, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the kit also includes two hand-painted warp chains, which are also warm colors. There's some fuchsia, some magenta, a little bit of orange, a little bit of coral, but mostly red because I have a favorite. And I'm not afraid of that. Sorry, I'm not going to open the uh, the little kit further to read labels a little bit more because, you know, we're just not getting that. It's not that deep. What I appreciate about Earth Guild is the owner's operators were not only incredibly knowledgeable, but also deeply involved in the local art scene and the local fiber scene. And like I said, they didn't have just fiber stuff. They had equipment. They had fabric. Mr. Kickass found some awesome leather scraps in a giant bin of uh, leather scraps of all kinds and, and colors. And when you talked to the owners, they were really... The passion came through. Let me put it that way. The passion came through. So that was stop number one, Earth Guild. And you can find them at www.earthguild.com. They also had books, reference books, like real reference books, which I know you can learn everything on the internet, but the other end of that is that every chucklehead in the universe can put whatever shit they spout on the internet. Hey, I'm one of them. You have no idea if that person knows what the fuck they're talking about, but my God, books have to be peer reviewed. Well, not necessarily peer reviewed. Hold on words. Books go through a publisher. Books go through editors. You know, at least if a publishing house that puts out crafty resource books reaches out to an author, presumably there's some vetting process there that that person has proven somehow, has demonstrated that they know what the fuck they're talking about. They're not just some chucklehead on the internet. And the yeah, the owners, the owners at Earth Guild were absolutely lovely, letting me poke through and look at all of the books. We did not get any of the reference books from a space-saving perspective. I did have to be able to pack all of the stuff up at some point and fit three adults plus all of our bags into a very small car to get back to dropping the lady friend off at her home in South Carolina at some point. But she had several recommendations and she was just really nice. <laughs> she was really nice. So that was Earth Guild. That was the first stop. We went to Biltmore. I mentioned that. Ah, here it is. 
And then in the Biltmore Village, which is not a part of the Biltmore Estate, but like adjacent to the Biltmore Estate. Sorry about all that background noise. We found the lovely Pearl's Yarn Emporium, which was fucking amazing. I believe I spoke to Rick Shell uh, at the, the, the desk. I did my typical local yarn store thing where I walk in and I'm like, okay, wait, show me the local stuff, please. Like, um, dyed by local artisans or raised by local sheep. I, I want vacation yarn needs to reflect the place I get it from for me. And Rick directed me to not only like the local stuff, but they also have a line of store dyed yarns in like a bunch of D&D colorways. So I am definitely going to have to go to their website and order some things for not only my D&D group, but my other like D&D enthusiast people in my life. But I did purchase from the, the local stuff. I purchased a skein of Good Vibrations. <laughs> Good Vibrations. Angora Goats and Fine Yarns. Uh, the skein I got was 65% white merino wool and 35% fine black mohair. It's a worsted weight yarn. The colorway I got is Burning Embers. It is hand-painted. And it is your deep reds, because I have a favorite, and we know this by now. And it is scrumptious, y'all. It is scrumptious. It is a two-ply yarn, and just the biggest, fluffiest maroonest reddest thing you're ever gonna find yeah i also um i also got some buttons <laughs> totally not yarn related but i did get some buttons um they just had some cute ones i'm a sucker for a good little button they i got a six color rainbow that uh the image looks like it's um knitted strips of rainbow rainbow fabric couldn't resist I got a stockinette backgrounded pattern called Bi Pride in the Bi Flag. It's a pink, purple, blue, top to bottom. Bi Pride is in white letters. And then the last one I got has a, a light blue background and two crossed knitting needles pointing downwards. And above the knitting needles in a completely black skull-like shape is a the words, I carry sharp sticks, and I'm not afraid to use them. And it's true. It's true. I'm not. Knitting needles absolutely can be used to enforce personal space in crowded public conditions. Do so with discretion and joy. I think that's it for me from the future. I'm going to send it back to uh, past Peggy. And um, she'll probably wrap up this episode or get on to the rest of this episode. I don't know where this is going to fall. Let's cruise right along to the next segment. But first, this message. This episode brought to you by Sunshine. I felt some this week. You should too. Let's all do our part to raise spirits by safely going outside. Feel good? Get your recommended dose of vitamin D and look at the pretty, pretty yarn. This is Open Throttle, 
getting you up to speed on my current projects. First up, we have Operation Sock Drawer. What? What? Mr. Kickass. I think his codename might be getting changed from Husbando to Mr. Kickass. It just seems to fit better, I think. Uh, Mr. Kickass and I had an opportunity to visit our dear lady friend in South Carolina for 4th of July. I promise I'm getting back to the socks. Give me a second. It had been an annual tradition for a while in the before times, like pre-COVID before times, for us to do like a beach trip together. But rather than the beach, we went into the mountains this year, mostly because we couldn't find a hotel room by the beach. But that's okay. So we spent a couple of days in South Carolina, and then we stole away with the lady friend to Asheville, North Carolina, in the mountains. It was lovely. We had some amazing food. We saw the Biltmore Manor. We toured that. It was great. And we got to do some shopping. For anyone unfamiliar, as I was kind of unfamiliar, like I'd heard this about Asheville, but I hadn't experienced it yet. Asheville has a reputation for being very artsy, very theater, very, very granola, very crunchy in many, many ways. And it lived up to that. It lived up to that reputation because while I was there, I spotted three public knitters, four crocheters, and like a dozen pride flags. And I loved it all. And yes, I spoke to the other knitters. And yes, I spoke to the crocheters. Because when you spot the world's greatest cryptid, the best cryptid, our public crafters. When you spot those cryptids, you go, you say hi, and you ask them what they're making, and you tell them how beautiful it is. So the socks, y'all. The Meandro socks from Operation Sock Drawer. What? What? Was my vacation knitting. And the combination of Santi Rosner's pattern meandros socks and the string theory colorworks yarn in the colorway thermite reaction created the object of envy objet d'envy i don't think that's actually french yeah created the object of envy as i knit our way around downtown Asheville. and while on vacation i finished the leg of the sock and i moved on to the heel flap it was also the only knitting I could hold uh, due to its lightweight the you know, first couple of days after my spine decided to say, Fuck you, Peggy! I'm going to Disney World! So I'm actually well past the heel flap and heel turn on this sock, and I'm currently <laughs> ankle deep into gusset decreases. And I'd have said knee deep, but this sock doesn't go that high. And I'd apologize for the pun, but we all know that I'm not going to. The next project I was able to get a little bit of progress on on vacation was uh, Mr. Kickass's 2023 sweater, the Sandy Neck Pullover by Moira Engel. He and I caught a Baltimore Orioles Go O's 
game before we left for vacation, and we actually had a chance to meet up with Knitting Daddy Greg plus fam in person at the game. It was phenomenal. Oh my god. Uh, the O's lost, but both Greg and I had some bitchin' knitting. Besides, the sweater was the quickest thing for me to grab and put into a clear bag as required by the Orioles Stadium Camden Yards so that I could knit during the baseball game. But it hasn't grown a considerable amount because I was having fun at the game and meeting people, but I worked on it, so I had to mention it. I'm still going to say that the best part of that game was the broken bat single, unfortunately scored by Twin City. Or, yeah, Twin City? Twin City. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a broken, like, a bat break like that, so that was cool. We still lost, though. It's okay, we beat the Yankees, that's all that matters. And the last project that I wanted to mention here in Open Throttle that's probably gotten the most attention during my (laughs) period of convalescence and recovery is the baby rose blanket. Because y'all, I can't believe it. I just started. The fifth color of the six color kit I picked up for this blanket. The fifth color is a very light gray, very slightly warm-toned, like tiniest orange tint from Miss Babs called White Peppercorn. And last week, during the worst of the back problems, I actually managed to start and complete the fourth color, a light tan or like desaturated orange called Coventry. There's also a blue in there. Blue is Coventry? I think blue is... I'm going to have to double check those color names. And the correct answers will be in the show notes and on Substack because I don't know if I trust the research and double checking and like looking up that I had to do while I was out of my mind in, in back pain and spasming trying to write these notes. So... I'm going to double check that, and I'm going to put the correct things in Substack, on the show notes, everywhere else, except apparently in my mouth. But listen, it, it sounds more amazing than it, than it is getting all of these color segments done because the shawl turned blanket. It is a shawl pattern. I'm just using it as a blanket. It's made from the center out, so while the length of yarn in the kit doesn't change. The number of rounds per color section keeps getting smaller because each round keeps getting longer. So it sounds like I did a lot of knitting, but I really didn't do that much. Well, I don't think it was that much, but I was conked out of it for quite a bit, so what do I know? I, and I'm going to roll on to the next segment because I need a break. This episode brought to you by Gage Rage. When you're knitting and you just can't get Gage. Gage! Motorcycles choke out. Yarn makes tangles. Sometimes you have to drop out of gear, restart the engine, and figure out what the hell happened before you get back on the road. 
Welcome to Stalled. There were plenty of these, on the sweater and on the socks. During the ball game, during vacation. Oh yeah, just all over. Let me start with the most memorable, because of course I never write them down. Note to self. Get on that. Uh, The most memorable was something I noticed after I had finished the heel flap and heel turn on the Meandro sock while on vacation in the fucking hotel room. Critically, this was after I had cut a long tail in the main color, which is the self-striping String Theory Colorworks yarn in Thermite Reaction not the white, which is serving as a background color, okay? So I cut the self-striping yarn. And then I looked back and I went, hmm, this looks weird. Because it turns out I had actually started the heel flap early. (laughs) I had to frog, rip it, rip it, rip it, the entire heel flap and... Let me tell you, like, as an aside, the black magic that is turning a a heel is far, far less impressive to the non-fibery people if they have to watch you scream at it and then rip it out, flinging obscenities in a hotel room. I definitely lost some coolness points there. The saving grace from the situation was the delight of Mr. Kickass and the lady friend and they were laughter at me as I was covered in yarn after frogging. Yeah, even if it was, you know, at my expense. <laughs> They're very kind and lovely people. More importantly, for the knitting and the fibery people who are listening to this, the rounds that I was missing in the leg were both in the contrasting color, the white in the beautiful Greek key pattern that comprises the leg and top of the foot of this sock. So even my premature snippy snippy didn't end up causing a big problem because I hadn't cut the white yarn. And let me be clear, I was lucky. (laughs) This saving grace was not pre-planned. It was not uh, premeditated. This was not a function of the pattern itself. It was me being lucky. Always check your instructions, y'all, before you cut. And at the top of the section, I know I mentioned uh, a bit of issues with the sweaters. I I just turned cables, or more accurately, I missed cable turns quite a bit during the ball game because I was not paying attention to like anything. And so I'd I'd notice and I'd have to go, go back, fix the cable, add the twist, change the twist. Nothing that required stopping the project, save fixing a little section at a time. But they built up. They built up. Small annoyances became a bigger annoyance after I'd had multiple small annoyances. As happens. As happens. You know what else happens? Continuing to the next segment. After this. This episode is brought to you by Pigments of Inspiration. 
pretty colors swirling all around, luckily from overwhelming excitement and twirling in the yarn room instead of illicit substances. Or brain injury. But really, if the colors are pretty and inspirational, does it matter why we see them? Welcome to Scenic Route, where Audio Man has insisted I put my ramblings through the scenic highways and byways of mostly my garden. This is where I gush about my plants. I didn't realize it has been a little while since I've been able to give an update in the garden. Some things finally sprouted. I have gotten quite a few big beef variety red tomatoes to sprout. So those are in temporary pots before they get put in the ground. It's still a little, they're still a little small for that. The beans have been planted and those are actually climbing up the trellis and support that we've given them. The peas have all come out. They are well past their growing point. They don't like it super hot. And it is very warm here in the mid-Atlantic in July now. But part of the reason I haven't really been getting outside very much is the mid-Atlantic and the East Coast U.S. has been getting a lot of smoke and um, fire debris, ash, etc. from numerous forest fires up and down the seaboard. And if you don't live on the East Coast, you might be going, yeah, Peggy, it's fire season. You know, this is what we live with. We don't. We don't have a fire season. We have thunderstorm season. The East Coast gets rain. It doesn't get massive forest fires. We don't know how to deal with this. Just like presumably y'all in California don't know how to deal with rain and or hurricanes. This isn't normal. And I just, like, it's not normal. But I would go out with Sweetheart in the morning for her, you know, morning yard time for her to, to use the, the facilities, which I guess is just the grass. And, um, like, I'd start coughing and I wasn't, ha- I was not thrilled with it. So I'd go inside and she's getting on in here. So she'd have to come inside. We've got an air filter, a Rosenthal box up. And I will include links to how to build one of those for your home if you're interested. It works great for smog and um, smoke, but also just pet dander. Oh, my God. Turns out both Mr. Kickass and Labradad don't do great with, like, pet dander. And my God, sweetheart, the 10-year-old Black Lab puts out a lot. So I've been keeping that in check by running this Rosenthal box. Pretty cool. Corsi Rosenthal box? I think it's called a Corsi Rosenthal box. But um, I'm sorry to say, like, I haven't really been able to do much in the garden or with the flowers or much because of the air quality and then my back, which is kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer, especially since I just got, like, a doctor's appointment And they're like, Peggy, you need more vitamin D. Go outside. Have you seen outside, sir? It is on fire. 
Well, fuck. So hopefully I'll get a little bit more like gardeny plant stuff. Oh, here's one. My mother-in-law gave me some elephant ear bulbs last fall. She's running out of room at her place. Um, and they're starting to push up. They are a tropical plant and they are starting to push up uh, out of the ground because it has finally gotten warm enough for them to be happy. So that's kind of neat. And it's inspirational in a way. Like when the time is right, you will bloom. Maybe I'm stretching that too hard. Probably. Anyway, this is all I can do for this, this take. Thank you all for joining me. And I think that brings us to the end of the road. Thanks for riding with me. The music welling up is Organ Rock, Classic Hard Rock by Julius H. And is used under a common license. Audio and emotional support by my brother Larry. Hi, everybody. You can find more of his work nowhere because he is an enthusiastic amateur. Show notes along with images, links to all of the places to find and support the show, as well as everything else can be found on the website twowheelspodcast.com. Don't forget to join the Ravelry and Facebook groups and check out the Instagram at The Kickass Knitter. If you liked the episode, show some support. All pledges made on Patreon and Ko-fi support the show directly by covering the costs of things like platform fees. Supporters will also have access to episodes a little early, behind-the-scenes content, and the monthly video chat. If you would like to support the show in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. The next best thing is to leave a five-star review for the podcast. Leaving a positive review helps new people find the show. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, I'm revving for you. We're all in this together. Keep your wheels on the road. To the bone.